Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. All three of the scripture readings for this weekend show us how God calls us to live out our faith. Now the first lesson that we can take from these three readings is that God breaks into our life often with little warning. Take the first reading. Here we have the account of Isaiah. Isaiah is praying all alone in the temple, and suddenly the Lord appears to him with all the angels around him. It says, I saw the Lord seated on high in a lofty throne with the train of his garments filling the temple. Seraphim were stationed above. They cried one to another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. All the earth is filled with his glory. At the sound of the cry, the frame of the door shook, and the house was filled with smoke. In the second reading from Corinthians, Paul talks about his encounter with Jesus Christ on that road to Damascus and how his life was changed forever. In the Gospel, we hear the similar story. Here we have Peter, minding his own business, sitting in his boat all alone, and suddenly Jesus gets into his boat, unannounced and even uninvited. He sits down and tells Peter, put out into the deep. Imagine for a second, you're in your car at a stoplight. You're waiting for the light to turn green. Suddenly, the passenger door opens up and Jesus Christ gets in and then tells you to keep driving. Well, that's what's happening here for Isaiah, Paul, and Peter. Now, stay with that gospel story. Remember, Peter is a fisherman. His boat meant everything to him. It wasn't just a means of travel or leisure. It was a way in which he made his living. That boat represented his whole livelihood. Symbolically speaking, when Jesus gets into his boat, he's getting into or entering into Peter's life. Here's another lesson that we can take from this. When God breaks into our life, it's him that is the active participant, not the other way around. What is becoming more prevalent in our culture is this pop culture, new age spirituality that is based upon the human being in search of God. What's the implication here? Well, it reduces God to some distant figure waiting to be found by us. That's not the biblical God. The biblical God of sacred scripture passionately seeks out us. As you see in all three figures of today's readings, Isaiah, Paul, and Peter. Also remember last week, We heard the call of Jeremiah, in which God says to Jeremiah, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were even born, I dedicated you, a prophet to all the nations. Just as Jesus gets into the boat and enters in Peter's life, so Jesus gets into our life. Every time we pray, every time we come to Mass, every time we engage the sacraments or practice stewardship, Jesus comes into our life. And when he does that, then he directs our life, just like he did with Peter. We have to remember, 
We have a transcendent God that when he breaks into our life, we are present to someone we cannot control. That's why Jesus directs Peter to put out into the deep. Now stay with that. Put out to the deep. Why? I think because so many people live in the spiritual shallows. What do I mean by that? So many people seek out money, fame, fortune, pleasure, thinking that that will be a source of joy for them when it never will be. When Christ comes into our life, he wants to unite his life with ours. He wants us to live in the spiritual life that is deeply connected to Jesus' life himself. That's why I often say to people when they join the parish, seize the opportunities for lifelong faith formation. Join Bible study. Join Alpha, the men's group, mom's group, or maybe even volunteer for a ministry. Practice stewardship. See, when they do that, then they feel a connection to the church and to Christ. And they are now connected deeply to Christ. Now they feel a sense of purpose in life. Notice Peter's response. He says, Master, we have worked hard all night long and caught nothing. That's the voice of the world. That's the voice of a person that sought purpose and meaning in life in things of this world. Fame, fortune, money, materialism. And they haven't found true happiness or true joy. Only when we turn our lives over to Jesus and allow him to direct our lives, then we found what we really need. We all want things. There's nothing wrong with that. We all want maybe success, success for our children. We want good health, good relationships. But deep down, I think there's one thing, one thing that we all want, and it's the same thing. We all want a sense of meaning in life, a sense of purpose and fulfillment. That's why we're here, coming in Mass every week. That's why we're active in our faith. And so that sense of fulfillment, that sense of purpose in life is only found in the deep waters with a life with Christ. And it's only found when we lower our nets and welcome Christ into our life. That's when we have life and life in abundance. That's why the story says, When they heard this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets were tearing. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come to help them. They came and filled both boats, such that both boats were in danger of sinking. That's the abundance of life that Jesus wants to give each and every one of us. Now, it says, When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Well, another lesson we can take from this. The closer we come to Jesus, the more we see how off-center we are from him. Just look at the first reading. Isaiah, when he is before God, he says to God, you know, that he is a sinful man, just like Peter is doing. We see this time and time again throughout the lives of the saints. As they draw closer to God, the more they become aware of their sinfulness. Why is this? When we travel toward the light of Christ and our life is ordered to Christ, more to it, when that divine illuminating presence of Jesus shines into our life, in all aspects of our life, especially the dark aspects, then yes, we see our sin very clearly. I'll give you a good analogy. Take our Wisconsin winters. You're driving at night in your car. You're looking through the windshield. Everything looks fine. You get out of the car. Things look okay. 
but it's only in the morning when the sun is shining and you drive your car and the, the light of the sun is coming through your windshield and you say to yourself, my gosh, this windshield is filthy with dirt. You get out of your car and you look at the side of the car and it's filled with salt and you say, oh my gosh, my car needs washing. We're able to see how dirty our car is because of the illumination of the sun. And see, this is what Jesus does as he enters into our life. He illuminates all aspects of our life, especially the dark aspects. Now, the spiritual danger is for a person to take the attitude of, I'm okay, you're okay, we're all okay. Well, if they have that attitude, they're in no need of a Savior. More to it, that divine light, the illumination of Jesus Christ in their life is not there. I would argue that person is moving away from God. Instead, we see that great spiritual movement of Isaiah. He says, Woe to me, I'm a man of unclean lips. Peter, leave me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. You know, we do the exact same thing. When we are in the presence of God, just like Isaiah and Peter, we recognize our sinfulness. At the very beginning of Mass, we do the penitential rite. We say, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. Or we pray the confidier. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have sinned. And so we recognize at the very beginning of Mass, like Isaiah and Peter, we are in the presence of God and we recognize our sinfulness. Now, does the Bible want us to confess our sins? Yes. Is it good to do so? Absolutely. We shouldn't be afraid. Why? Because God wants nothing more than to rid ourselves of that sin, so that what? Now we are prepared for mission. Look at Isaiah, Paul, and Peter. They acknowledge their sinfulness, but they think that it's an obstacle from serving God. Well, our sinfulness shouldn't be an obstacle either from serving God and others in this world. Yes, we acknowledge our sins, but also we lower our nets and we allow God to rid ourselves of that sin. Look at Isaiah. In the story, it says an angel took a hot piece of cold and touched the lips of Isaiah and forgave his sins. Paul, he was baptized by Ananias in his conversion. Peter, Jesus says, from now on, you'll be catching men. And so all their sins are forgiven. God has cleared them away. And now they are all prepared to go on mission. Well, so too with us. We have to put out into the deep, have a deep connection in the life of Jesus Christ, lower our nets and allow God to clear away the obstacle of sin so that now we are prepared, prepared for mission. And what is our mission? to live out our faith deeply rooted in the life of Christ and his church. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.